Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In five, four, stand from the two, one. Wow. Damn. That, that, that was the coldest open I've ever heard in my life. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you know, we don't have to open that cold. There, there's people listening around the world and even in my small town that probably don't that need was to hot. That Dude, was a hot open. That hurt. That hurt my heart. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Corner to Corner, C2CRadioShow.com. Corner to Corner is live, of course, through there as we are every week. Through Spreaker.com, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast distribution systems. I'm Stan Grubb, my tag team partner tonight, Brian Taylor. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? How was your week? How was wrestling for you this past week? I'll let you know when it resets on Wednesday. <laughs> You're kind of right. Monday Night Raw is just like watching. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever watch the show Dr. Pimple Popper? No. Okay, so my mom watches it. My kids tell me about it. I can't stand it. I've only seen it a handful of times. Basically, it's a doctor, a dermatologist that gets presented with these odd pimple cases, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a show basically about watching the doctor get rid of the pimples the hard way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what watching Monday Night Raw is for me. Wow. It's, it's the process of seeing somebody's fingers go together and popping a pimple. Wow. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's revolting. But you can't help but watch because you can't wait to see what happens next. That's basically No, no, right you, I mean, you can you cannot watch. I you know what? I can. And let me tell you why I know I can for a fact, especially recently within the past week. Now, I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago and kind of talked a little bit last week, but, you know, I've moved. I'm no longer in Stafford County where the cable system that I had did not have the availability for me to really watch anything else on a Monday outside of dark and elevation. Mm-hmm. But here I am back in the Grove, and Xfinity has reels. Brian, do you know what wrestling is on reels? Um, isn't that that made-up stuff? Isn't it all that made-up stuff? I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> isn't that the TV show? That's the TV show. No, not Heels. What? Reels is an No, no, TV but isn't network. that all Reels? No, that's not all Reels. No, that's on Stars. Oh, well, how about it? <laughs> Maybe AWA? Like, what the hell? <laughs> you're lucky. Major League Wrestling. Major Ooh. League Wrestling, the Court Bauer promotion. And I've, I've always talked about how I love Alex Hammerstone. I think he's awesome. I can finally get to watch Major League Wrestling anytime I want. 
It's so cool. I tell you what, <clears throat> and I, I, I've hinted at it in the past that I would just pitch Monday Night Raw to the curb and start watching something else on Mondays. I can't sit through Dark and Elevation. I'm sorry. I know that there's a lot of great wrestlers on those shows. I'm not making fun of them, but it does get boring. I listen for the commentary because Taz and Nick's caliber are hilarious. But you can only listen to that for but so long until finally you're like, okay, got, got to find something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Major League Wrestling could be that thing that takes the place of Monday Night Raw if they don't step it up a little bit. Hmm. So you maybe, mean maybe this you week mean, we could see that? You mean so if this is truly the start of the Triple H era after a year, or we're just going to crown a new champ? Is that what you're looking for? I mean, is that what you want? I mean, look, he's he's only been playing at it, pretending, up to now. Mm-hmm. He, he had training wheels on. He had the Vince McMahon wheels on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Triple H is a real boy. He's a real booker. He's got no strings. You know, except for Vince, you know, kicking him in the mm-hmm. ass. Supposedly, that's what everybody is saying. On Monday. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think I was one of the people on our show that said, you know, Triple H deserves a solid shot. You know what I mean? And I I was bragging, saying how he was doing so good. He was bringing back talents that shouldn't have been fired, at least in my opinion. Um, But it was very quickly, we got right back to about 120 people on the roster. And the same 30 people are the only ones that get used. Mm -hmm. That's including NXT. Which is a damn shame. Fast forward to WrestleMania. And, well, we all know night one was awesome. I mean, really, a solid night of WrestleMania. Like, really, really good. Night two <clears throat> had its ups and downs. For me, it, it at the end, I was just solid thumbs down. Done. A lot of people, much like Brian talked about last week, actually agreed and said it was good. Agreed with Brian, that is. Me, on the other hand, I was like, nah, no. You can't put lightning back in the bottle. Hulk Hogan doesn't get another chance to beat the Iron Sheik. John Cena doesn't get another shot to beat JBL. You have one chance, one opportunity. Eminem told us so, Brian. Mm-hmm. And you can either capture it or let it slip. That's about as far as I can go with those lyrics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like they blew it. I mean... WrestleMania 40 could be the night where Cody finally achieves his dream, and maybe they pop, and maybe it, it does work out. Mm. Or maybe maybe it falls you know, really super flat and goes over like a lead balloon because they introduce a brand-new championship. Yeah, because, let's, let's pump the brakes on the, um, you know, Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40 idea now. Yeah, we may need to not just pump the brakes. Just go ahead and pull the emergency brake. It's a hard stop. We might not even see it. It may not happen again, period. So something tells me, when when is Brock and him go at it? Uh, May 9th at Backlash. All right, so something tells me that's going to carry over into uh, Jetta. And uh, Night of Champions, yep. 
Yep. And we all know, I'm pretty sure in that one, that title's going to be decided. So we don't know the format yet, although my gut says it's going to be a tournament. And hey, in fairness, haven't we been asking for a one-night tournament, a full-on one-night tournament for like a long time? Um, maybe. So it, the tournament itself could actually be good. Mm. No, because you already know what's going to happen. Listen, Brock's going to beat Cody. God, the hell you say. Brock's going to beat Cody. I'll, I'll say it again. Take it back. No. Mm. Only to set up for Jetta. And whatever tournament you have or whatever one-night event you have, Mm -hmm. it'll be Cody versus Brock, Mm -hmm. and Cody will get the win for the title, right? Because you only have one opportunity. And they snatched his last one right from his grasp, thinking that, oh, this this, this will be just as big. As if he took a title from Roman. So you think Triple H's mindset, and I'm just going to put this out loud, is that, you know what, Roman is is the tribal chief. He's going to get to his thousand days, blah, 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 blah. But if Brock loses to Cody at Night of Champions, that could be just as big. No, this is not Triple H. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I don't care... What anybody says, this is strictly Vince McMahon. Goddamn, again, is is caught meddling all the time. Hmm. Now, again, we talked about WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Do I think it was probably the right call? Yes. For that night. Remember, I, I didn't have a problem... If he beats Roman down the line. Right. Because that story needs to play out. And you have to strap the rocket onto Cody's back to get him to Roman's height. Well, odds are your rocket blew up like SpaceX the other day. Oh, come on. Elon Musk, he doesn't deserve that. Be nice. Be nice. I said nothing about Elon. I love the guy. Doesn't he own space? That rocket said, yes, that rocket said, boom. (laughs) No, it said boo earns. (laughs) (laughs) Boo earns. I was saying boo earns. Favorite part of uh, The Simpsons, one of my favorite clips. Because literally, I I mean, okay, somebody's pulling the strings. We want a brand split. Right. Right. Okay, not a big deal. We've done this before. But again, now we have a brand new title. And oh, well, Roman, he's still tribal chief and he's still the the WWE, what is, what is what the universal champion or whatever. The undisputed be. universal heavyweight champion. Which sounds even okay. dumber we'll, when you say it in long form like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but we'll give him his. We'll give him his due. Okay. Okay. So then again, now we're at the dilemma. 
If it's not Roman who's carrying both shows, and your next hottest property is Cody, mm-hmm. can you afford to put them on the same show? When there is a severe drop between Cody and the next guy? Well, that's just it. Like, it's not first, close, second, close, third. It's first and second, and then you've got 50 feet, and then maybe you've got third. Like, you really have made a gap. And that's okay, because Cody is – he's earning his way to that point, so i got no problem with that part. But when you have so much of a distance between him and the next guy – and the next guy is probably Seth, if we're really being honest. Um, Sure. You've got to create – you have to create competition, and and that's where – the brand split was supposed to do this back in 2002, 2003, when they did the draft the first time. You know, one of these days we should do a show talking about the first draft. Well, I mean, every draft has been a complete and utter failure. Because it's never lived up to what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I agree right? with you, and again, for the record. Going into this one, this one has already failed. While you may put Cody a lot closer to Roman than I would, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, Cody is a good 50, 60, if we're running a race, yards behind Roman. You know, I'd probably and agree then, with that just because of what Roman has done versus where Cody yes. is at currently. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Poor Seth, who I agree is probably your number three guy, right? Mm-hmm. Just got castrated two weeks ago. And then and then they're going to put him against freaking Omos at Backlash. Yes. Like, what? Why? So, <laughs> <laughs> so now poor Seth is probably 100 to 200 yards behind Cody, and he is losing gas. Right. Who would be so the number again, four guy, do you think? Maybe Kevin, Sammy, if you did it right. Um, AJ, if he comes back. Randy, if he comes back. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I, I, I think you're comfortable once you get past, you know, once you get past three and then the four or five like that, I think it kind of levels yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. But the problem is, <laughs> is you had this feud leading into, or not feud, but you had this program leading into WrestleMania that was supposed to take you places. Mm-hmm. And now you're left with the decision. Well, do I ultimately have Cody beat Roman on whatever brand it is? Because it'll probably be raw because we want to put, you know, we probably should put the flagship back on the flagship. Well, do, you know, do we put them together? Well, that sounds like a good idea on paper. But when you, again, look at it that the next guy is that much farther behind and dropping fast, well, I can't afford to do that. 
I need a strong guy over here. So you should probably split the two. Okay, so ah, we had to create a title for Cody. Roman can keep his two belts. Right? Whatever. Uh, you, right. You, you know what I'm saying? But they're split. So if they're on two different shows, what's that going to do for you? Because now the gap between Roman and the next competitor is so vast, you're never going to get anybody to beat them. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for those individuals that love to equate Kenny Omega with, say, the WWE, on paper that looks great. But again, you're left with the same dilemma. You strap rockets on two people, shot them up. Of course, Roman has gone, went first, so he's in higher orbit. Mm-hmm. Cody's up next, but you have nothing left. Right. And this, I mean, it clearly is a Vince McMahon decision. Now, whether Fox told him he needed to do it or USA or whoever, who knows? Maybe Dana White, who knows? But this is clearly Vince. Please keep Dana out of WWE. Thank you very much. No, you know it's coming. Get another battle of the billionaires. Maybe this time he chokes Vince out. (laughs) (laughs) But literally, that's what's going to happen. If you put them on the same show, the other one is going to suffer so bad that it's going to decline rapidly. Now, I know we weren't really talking about it too much, but this just boggles my mind. Another example of where WWE, and I guess I have to put this on Shawn Michaels, has no idea how to keep his title valuable. The NXT Championship, held by Carmelo Hayes currently, is supposed to be defended against Grayson Waller. Now, granted, Grayson Waller sucks, so let's not worry about that. But the championship match should normally be the main event, right? Yeah, no. It's happening right now. It's 850 here on the East Coast. It's happening right now. That means Tiffany Stratton, who is horrible in the ring, Roxanne Perez, and Indy Hartwell in a triple threat for the women's title as main eventing. In and of itself, it's not a bad move, but Carmelo just won this title. It really should be in the main event. Anyway, getting back to the main roster <laughs> the true matters at hand it's it's tough because i'm always a fan of the draft i get excited for it not quite as excited as the rumble it's not exactly my favorite compared to that but i like the idea of the draft because it can if done right lead to some really cool opportunities but you make a really good point i mean all right, so let's say they go the the idea of, well, let's put Cody on SmackDown, on Fox. They want Fox to have maybe higher ratings. Well, if you do that, Cody is going to spend week after week after week beating absolutely everybody but the bloodline. Okay, fine. How long are you going to do that? You're going to go till August? Get to SummerSlam? And then you're going to realize, well, gosh... We're only X amount of days until 1,500 days for Roman or whatever. You know what I mean? The big milestones. 
So they're not going to do it. They're not going to take the title off of him, and Cody will lose again. So let's say you go continuing on that route on Raw, you've introduced the <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship. If I'm, by the way, if I'm Ric Flair and I see the big gold bastardized the way that they did it, um, I like titles. Everybody knows I'm a belt mark, whatever. And I do think that at some point I wouldn't mind having this title. But if I'm Ric Flair, I'd be personally insulted that they took a belt that I was, you know, so much of a part of creating and providing prestige to. <laughs> they slapped that nasty-ass WWE logo right smack in the middle of it. Like, what? <sighs> Damn it. By the way, four ninety-nine at com. But don't expect it to ship until October, according to the website. <laughs> Again, this is this is trying to placate somebody, mm-hmm. right? And again, maybe we're wrong. Maybe Cody and Roman are on the same show, and that show will benefit. And then. We're going to have, you know, because, again, if you put those two on one show, who are you going to put on the other? Well, of course, Kevin and Sammy are probably one, and ooh, they got star power. Mm-hmm. But they're not star power like the first show. Right. So let's let's add Seth to the mix. We need star power. Well, the three of them still aren't quite star power. So eventually you're going to flip your rosters in such a way that if Cody and Roman are on the same show, nobody's going to be worthy of either one of them. Mm-hmm. Because again, if you take, you know, like we said, four or three, four, and five, and put them on one show, well, then you're left with one, two, Six. You see, you see what I'm saying? That gap is growing rapidly. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't see how you can put them on one show. You I have mean, to split them two up. And it's got, they got to be kept apart. Yes. I, I mean, you almost. The rumor right now, and, and I haven't gotten confirmation. I've reached out to a couple of people that that I thought would know. Um, SRS being one of them, and and I sent another message out to another news news feed just to see if I could get somebody to, to say, yeah, I've heard this. But there's a rumor going around that WWE is going to go back to the brand-specific pay-per-views. So Raw gets one show, SmackDown gets the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, and they only intermingle at Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and maybe Survivor Series, you absolutely have to keep Roman and Cody away, even at those events, until maybe the WrestleMania rematch. But again, here's the thing that you've created. Mm-hmm. We'll go with the split. We'll go with Cody's on one, mm-hmm. Roman's on the other. You just created a world title. 
so that each brand has a world title. Mm-hmm. The intrigue of WrestleMania was for what? Cody and, the and world Roman. To, yeah, the title. Universal title or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So now going into WrestleMania 40, if they both have a world title, how do you think the match plays out? You don't have to be a wrestling fan to understand it's a DQ. To count out, to double pin, uh, disqualification, right? Mm-hmm. The typical dusty finishes. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to unify the titles. Because if they do, everything you just gave for the last 10 months been nothing but pure bullshit. So that, and that's, that begs the question. So, the world title that was created or reintroduced, Cody wins that. Let's just say, let's just use the predictable idea. Cody wins that at the tournament, or maybe he wins it after the tournament, after the first champion's crown. Isn't that still kind of like the, hey, you're the the guy that couldn't beat Roman. Here's a championship. Doesn't that yes. still kind of give off that air of like a, a consolation prize? Yes. That's what irritates the shit out of me. Like, you can't, nobody can touch Roman. And Triple H already said this, like, two weeks ago on Raw. You got to acknowledge him now, blah, 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 right? But, okay, and then last night on Raw, he says, this will be a champion that you won't have to acknowledge. They'll earn your acknowledgement. It's almost like he's just trolling fans now. (laughs) He's not even trying. It's just like, what will piss him off this week? No, I I don't think it's that. Everything anybody does in the WWE is controlled. Mm -hmm. Right? You think Vince is going to let him walk out with a hot mic? No, absolutely Because let's let's say while he was in control, right, he got a little taste for it. All of a sudden, Vince comes back, weasels his way into his, you know, into Triple H's spot. I don't give a crap what anybody says. You know he's still pulling the string. And everybody's dancing on it. Just like, again, there's a rumor that on Monday there were massive rewrites. Yet Vince says, no, I'm not even in the building. I'm I'm back here. Not going to get in the weeds. (laughs) Yeah, I'm back here at Stanford. You know, in the in the brand new office complex. Do you want to give Triple H a hot mic for him to just go out there and be like, you know what, screw it. This is the dumbest thing going on. You people are suckers for falling it, falling for it, and I I quit. Mm-hmm. Because it could easily happen if you if you back him into a corner or piss him off. To say, fuck it, I quit. They're talking about shaving $50 million. Uh, by the way. new merger. To <laughs> that rumor. That came from Nick Khan's mouth. So. Yes. You know, reading the article, it's a direct quote from Nick Khan that they're looking to cut $50 million. 
Yes. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of um, salaries. And uh, the first <laughs> the first line of releases, I expect that any time now. It's just, it's bound to happen. And, you know, like the guys that got brought back that aren't being used right now, like the OC, for example. Sorry, they're gone mm-hmm. again. <laughs> you know, uh, Johnny Gargano, love him, well, love yeah, his but work. There's no room wait for a him. Second, cut though. him. What you have to understand about mergers, one company buying the other, they don't want the uh, the 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 company that got bought, the company that buys that other company, mm-hmm. they don't want their high-priced executives. They're normally the first ones out the door. Okay, Vince Vince weaseled his way into staying. Did he do that for Triple H? Did he do it for Shawn Michaels? There Did he were... do it for William Regal? There were rumblings that when the merger took place, when the when the acquisition was done, that McMahon had a two-year contract for employment. If that's the case, just like any other contract as we've seen, he could easily get released. Which is kind of wild to think Vince McMahon actually fired from WWE. That would be kind of wild. It would be amazing. But again, who say they even keep Triple H around? True. You think there ain't enough people waiting in the wings to be brought in? I mean, they keep bringing Bruce Pritchard back. They haven't let him go anywhere. There's a reason that they've kept him around. Vince is stooge. Stooge, he says. Kevin Dunn's still there. Another Stooge. The only one I think that's probably not going to end up seeing uh, another shot at WWE right this moment would be John Laurinaitis. Because he took the bullet for Vince. But you never know. Is the problem. Well, you would have thought in this day and time, the way everything is in society, that Vince wouldn't have had another shot. Because I still think, can't he, fathom how he pulled that off. Because he's the biggest shareholder. Yeah. You know, you're the biggest shareholder, and your name's kind of everywhere, <laughs> and you're like, oh, by the way, I have the most shares, so, oh, yeah, you two people on the board are fired, and I'm going to take your spot. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think they're going down this crazy path that's going to backfire. I give it six months, just like any other draft, and you know, it's not going to last. They've been screwed to pooch. Well, you heard you heard him uh, you heard him chime in. 
Rob Hefner is with us as well. Rob, what were your initial thoughts on the uh, <laughs> the unveiling of the new World Heavyweight Championship? Um, I mean, it's a neat-looking belt, but I just don't get it. I mean, is this now because you can't take the belt off of Roman? You can't, you know, no one will take the belts off of him, so you're just going to make a different one? You know, is this like back when Ric Flair brought his own belt to play? You know, like, oh, I don't like your world title. I'm going to have my own, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I've seen where people have called it the Cody Consolation Prize. Um, The, oh, everybody, no one can play, but... This is the no, Roman can't play with it title that everybody else can play with. So, I mean, as I said, I like the belt. Don't understand where they're going with it. So I'm looking at the uh, at the replica belt where the label of world is. It's like almost like a nameplate that you could unscrew. They already have a replica on it? Yeah, it's already on the WWEshop.com. Which, again, should tell you that the first champion is going to be somebody that's quite popular. Because that's how you sell belts. You put them on people that will sell merchandise. What happens when your when your store your company is your story's not strong and the fan base is shaky? You bring out new merch because people will buy it. We used to say it about John Cena all the time, you know, like, oh, John Cena, this, John Cena, that, but oh, like, wait a minute, he's got a new shirt, new week, new shirt. So the bigger question here, fellas, is. Is who's going to be that particular superstar that becomes, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, gets to pick the side he goes to? You know, because there's always one, you know, oh, they're not under contract. They can go wherever they want. Who's that guy going to be? I mean, it's it's interesting because Roman is supposed to be – everyone is supposed to be eligible for the draft right now. That's that's what has been said on TV so far. Well, yeah, again, though, there's, there's always one guy mm-hmm. that gets undrafted. Maybe Brock? What'd you think, Rob? I mean, I would like to not see Brock be undrafted. I would like to see, I would like Brock to be unemployed, honestly. But um, <laughs> say it to his face. I, I just, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say it to his face. I'm just gonna. It's just <laughs> when you look at storylines, him, Bobby Lashley. The only thing that they've had the storyline last two years is fighting each other. 
And like o- Osmos, like what are you gonna do with Omos? Osmos, whatever is Osmosis, like whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, Osmosis Jones. I could see them having. I could see them letting Cody be undrafted and going back and forth. I think they should stick to the brand and keep everybody where it's at because when you let one or two keep going back and forth, that's what then nullifies the draft, you know? What do you think, Stan? I mean, it's it's tough because, like, in the past, you had guys like uh, Steve Austin, you had John Cena. Um, I think The Undertaker was at one point somebody that could go to either show. But they really haven't had, outside of Roman, a person that could go to either show. So, I guess if I had to look at it just from their current roster, I'd probably have to say Brock, just because that's that's who would, in my mind, that's the only person that they would probably ever give that kind of leeway to. Hmm. Interesting. I don't want to call him Mr. Irrelevant, but, you know, there's always one that, can pick either brand. Oh yeah, we're recruiting him so bad. Mm-hmm. We want him to come to Raw. No, we want him to come to SmackDown. I mean, it's 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 not going to be Cena. I think Cena's pretty well done. Like, I think he's probably retiring. What about Orton? That could be an interesting one. Since he's kind of been away and not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. That's possible. That one wouldn't be bad, I guess. What if they did it some somebody that kind of didn't see coming, like Gunther? Gunther. I mean, he's he's done really well. What's that? Does he come with candy? (laughs) Gustav Gunderson? Whatever that little kid's name in Willy Wonka. Oompa. Doompa. He's got his own own Oompa Loompas. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. So, um, question for either one of you. Did y'all ever hear, like, the story? You know, because I guess The Undertaker and Michaels didn't get along back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Michaels versus Austin at WrestleMania. I think that was the match. Did you ever hear how bad he, like, despised Michaels? You ever hear that story? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good one. Um, Nineteen ninety eight WrestleMania fourteen, Shawn Michaels was supposed to defend against Stone Cold Steve Austin, and this is at the time where Michaels had broken his back at uh, the Royal Rumble months prior, and the story was that he was basically talking about not losing to Steve Austin. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to put him over. Now, Undertaker caught wind of this, and basically every time he's told the story was, I was taping my fists up, and I was at Gorilla ready to go out and make sure he did business. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I forget – I forget who, who who I was watching that told it. I was watching like uh, Undertaker, like ten people Undertaker hates or some shit like that. Oh wow! <laughs> and um, I mean, like Brock was on there. Uh, they had Sting on there, but nobody knows, you know, what you know, like what the beef is between them two. Um, I forget some of the others, but they got to Michaels. And was it Heyman? No. It was somebody there that was like, uh, you know, that would be sitting at Gorilla. Mm-hmm. And the story he told was that when he, when Undertaker came back from his match, he stopped at Gorilla, grabbed uh, tape, uh, tape of his fist, and was sitting there waiting for Michaels not to do the right thing because Undertaker was going to fight him right there in Gorilla. And then, of course, Michaels drops the title. Undertaker stands up and untapes his fist and then goes about his business. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Imagine you're in that position, right? You're going to, you're going to go out there and, you, you think maybe you've got a leg to stand on, right? You go, ah, I got Vince by the boss. He ain't going to take this title off of me. And Undertaker mm-hmm. just happens to be the guy that talks to you backstage. <laughs> oh, no, you're you're going to lose. Because <laughs> if you don't, I'll be waiting for mm-hmm. you right back here. Well, but apparently he didn't, like, they didn't tell Michaels. No, no, he had no like, idea he, how close he yeah, was to death. <laughs> he, he heard the rumor. He just quietly waited at Gorilla with tape fist, and mm-hmm. Michaels did the right thing, and he went and did his business. He he was on uh, Austin's podcast, um, not just the last ride, but like he did a, a follow up interview, and Austin asked him directly. He said, "I had heard that you were waiting basically at Gorilla because of what what Michaels was going through," and he confirmed. He's like, "Yeah." There had been some talk, some chatter, and I guess Shawn Michaels didn't feel like he was going to do business that night. And he had talked to Vince, and uh, word got back to me, and I wasn't going to let that happen. And I told Vince (laughs) I would just wait at Gorilla, and if need be, I'd go out there and make sure it ended the right way. I was like, holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was funny because you brought up The Undertaker. We need that more undertakers kid. in this uh, in this wrestling business. The heavy. Dude, I would the... just love to hear more undertaker stories. Oh my gosh! You know he's got like notebooks and notebooks of stuff that if he ever decides to write a book, that'd be a mm-hmm. must read. You'd have to buy it. Oh, there's a lot of people that hope he doesn't. Yeah, I would imagine there's a good list of that too. There's a few. There's a few smart asses that probably got ass whippings in the back. They're like, no, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, like, come here, no. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, how many times did somebody probably do something out in the ring? And when they got behind the curtain, one of the guys was standing there going, Taker wants to see you. Do you remember um, <laughs> you remember that big, tall Australia dude, Nathan Jones? Mm-hmm. So there's a story that Nathan Jones considered himself like a legitimate badass and that he was kind of walking around like cock of the walk backstage before a pay-per-view and was talking like he wasn't intimidated by The Undertaker. He didn't find him to be an intimidating figure or something like that. Ended up telling the wrong person, and this got back to The Undertaker. So Undertaker waits backstage for him. He comes back, and pretty true to what Rob just described, he just goes nose to nose with Nathan Jones. Now, that's not easy to do because Nathan's like seven foot two. So he's basically looking up to him like, okay, let's go. If you're a badass, let's go right here. Full on right after a match. Uh, Nathan Jones back down, by the way. Take your Chuck Norris stories, amp them up to 11, and there's your Undertaker stories, I'd bet. Mm. Yeah. I didn't see them make any choose your own adventure, how to escape the Nathan Jones' house <laughs> on Netflix. Did you guys ever watch that? Yeah, I did. It's a pretty damn creepy show, actually. <laughs> Where's the Undertaker? He's probably in the basement, motherfucker. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you think about that. There's probably not anyone that caliber in that locker room anymore. I mean, I would think everybody is so self-serving, like, you know? That's insanity. I mean, I just, I would never want to. Yeah, you, you don't, you're not going to find a guy like that. That's one of those once-in-a-lifetime kind of people. Well, also, I mean, people don't hang in the business as long as The Undertaker did anymore. I mean, you look at it, like, until he started going part-time, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. He was around frequently. And even when he was part-time, he was around a couple times a year. I mean, you get John Cena, what, the week before Mania and then Mania, and then he doesn't come back until, you know, some special Raw where it was, oh, this is the 15th Raw of John Cena's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, like, I mean, you look at the the stars. They get like, I mean, Roman. Roman's a part timer now, so he's not going to be around. Hell, Triple H, you made that part of his speech. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people that talked about that, did you hear uh, Seth when he was talking about the championship, talking about how it wasn't for part timers and he wanted to fight? Well, I mean, they're making fun of their own thing. Well, I don't know what they're doing anymore. I know I'm out again. But bam, that was fast. <laughs> Brian gave up. He's like, nope, we're done. <laughs> well, I, I mean, can't say I blame you. I mean, when you sit there and you talk about in your speech about why you, why you're bringing up this, you know, 
hey, we brought this, we made this new championship and or we brought back one. And then like, as you're explaining it, you're going, yeah, Roman won both belts. And then he negotiated a contract where he can work part time and not have to defend the belts. Therefore, you just lessen both of those belts. You know, you're like, oh, well, they're not as important anymore because he can only defend them whenever the fuck he wants to get around, you know. And so we we made our own belt for everybody who's this is our full time world title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's just. It would have been better if they stripped Roman of the belts and say, all right, since you're not going to wrestle anymore, man, we're stripping you the belt. We made a bar- We made this one. Not as crappy as the one they gave uh, Lex Luger <laughs> when Ric Flair took that one and went home. Oh yeah, the uh, the stand. It looked like the old AWA World Title, the one they made him that night. <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty pretty weird looking. Well, they said they found a trophy place and they were like they had the plaque done and they just threw it on whatever belt. What uh, what do you guys make of the news that came out just before Raw went on the air that uh, a certain voice of the voiceless, CM Punk, was actually backstage at Raw before the show? Um, the question would be, really, who cares? It, 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 this is not the first time that one wrestler from one company has been reported backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, didn't they have photos of Rick? Oh, there's a couple other strikers. You kind of dropped off there, Rob. What'd you say? It's like, didn't they have pictures of Ricky Starks at WrestleMania? Uh, and Royal Rumble, yeah. Then, I mean,. Jeez almighty, haven't we seen superstars from one company on the TV of another company? Yep, Brett Baker in the in the audience while uh, Adam Cole was on NXT. And then don't forget the one guy from uh, uh, that showed up on Impact. That <laughs> yeah, the Highlanders. Impact, and then, yeah, and <laughs> didn't he get fired shortly thereafter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you had, you had Buddy Matthews at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Andrade. Yeah, clearly on TV. Malachi Black, he was there too. Yeah. You're not putting, I mean, clearly, if you have intelligence, you can't put no stock in this. He's just at a WWE show. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Big deal. But clickbaiters. Oh, yeah, we got to create a story for this. No, no, you don't. He was there 20 minutes. They said, no offense, but you got to leave. Mm-hmm. And he left. He was there long enough to say hi to certain people, said hi to, to Triple H, said hi to Lashley, talked to Tamina. That's the footage that people have been putting all over the place. Um, and then Vince apparently caught wind of it, said security, and said, get him out. That was it. Yeah. And Vince's reasoning, from what I understand, was, no, no, you work for a different company. You need to leave. Right, right. 
He wasn't invited there. He showed up. He walked in the door. Mm-hmm. To Vince's credit, I mean, AEW is already cited multiple times where WWE was tampering with contracts. It's probably the smartest decision to make. Yeah, you can't be here kind of thing. Yeah, Not to mention I, the fact that when – sorry, Brian, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Punk no, did no, sign no, a no. multi-year deal in 21 with AEW. So he's still under contract. Yeah. Yeah, I, I oh, mean, and they didn't leave – go ahead, Brian. Sorry. No, no, finish, finish. No, I was going to say, like, he didn't leave on good terms anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like he just – Went somewhere else and it's like, oh, no, he basically looked at Vince at FU and then went home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so why should Vince let him back in? I mean, again, we're not talking he was there for the whole show. Why are you there 20 minutes? Get mm-hmm. out of my building. Bye bye. I mean, it's in his hometown. It makes sense that eh, I got some friends there. Maybe I'll go say hi. And I bet you when he was asked to leave, he's probably like, okay. Like, I can't see him going like, ah, F you, this is bullshit. No, he's, you know, I mean, I saw it and I I said, man, that's interesting. And then after I thought about it, I was like, okay, moving on. What's going on now? Because he's not going to be on TV. They're not going to send Punk out with a mic. You know what I mean? Like, we're not in that era anymore. It's not going to happen. Supposedly he was on a flight back from Florida to Chicago. Mm-hmm. There were WWE talent. They were probably just having a good time, and he said, "Fuck it, let's see if I can let's see if I can pull this off." <laughs> right, right. Let me see if I go backstage. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be no different if AEW's in town and Cody's just happens to be there. You don't right. think Cody would go by and say hi? I'm sure he would. I mean, but it's the fact of CM Punk, and everybody's like, oh, my God, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, did, did we get pictures of Charlotte Flair at multiple pay-per-views? Mm-hmm. Ah, ain't nobody worried about that. You know, this is nothing new. It's clickbait. That's all it is. Now, before we go to AEW, because there are some things I wanted to talk about, I wanted to ask you guys if this was just a red herring or if maybe this is leading to something. And I put the question in the chat last night. Triple H introduces the World Heavyweight title, and he makes a statement of how it's going to be defended all over the world, anytime, anyplace. And I asked the question, and it may be silly, but I asked the question of, is he trying to emulate the Forbidden Door and tease that it could actually be on different shows? So, oh, my Lord, Stan. Have you, like, clickbait. turned into, like, clickbait? I mean, is that what we're doing now, clickbait? How is it clickbait? He said it with his own mouth. Okay, so help me out here, Rob. <laughs> Think back in the eighties. How many how many times did we get super shows? Uh once a year. From multiple companies. Right. Never did it involve the WWE. Right. 
However, we have multiple companies that are doing joint shows. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know about the 70s, maybe during the 70s, but I can tell you in the 80s, it happened about once a year, sometimes twice a year. Lord have mercy, I think uh, Texas. Texas and Lawler's group had like several months worth of shows from what I remember watching off of ESPN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then in the 90s, well, nah, didn't really happen, right? But we did have some crossover. WCW went to Japan. There was a little bit Japan back over here. A little bit of crossover. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but a little. Then we get to the 2000s. WWE reigns supreme. They're the, you know, they're to the catch meow. You know, nobody else even comes close. So we're not even going to show any type of love for anybody else. Right? We just buy it. <laughs> yeah. Then here's the forbidden door. Like, Mm -hmm. do we not know wrestling history enough to know that the forbidden door is not the first and it's not going to be the last crossover? If the WWE crosses over, they're not emulating the forbidden door. They would be what they did in the 80s with the uh, AWA. World class. Uh, again, Lawler's group. I like to refer to it as Memphis, but I don't think that's right. Yeah, I mean, he was USWA. Yeah. I, I mean, they I, were all over. I mean, they were in Memphis, but they were also in Texas at times. They were in Georgia, Alabama. They were in a lot of different places. Been there, done that. that mm-hmm. If they want to finally branch out, they finally branch out. Good for them. But they're not emulating Forbidden Door. Well, what. Perhaps it's a it's a word thing then, because what I'm looking at is, is more the perspective of could they actually be really hinting at doing that, or is it more just talking to get people talking kind of thing? I think it's smoke. Smoke okay. and mirrors, because yeah. now, granted, I'll be the first one to say, holy shit, when it actually, if it actually shows up. But, right. I mean, we're also talking about the man who stood there with his wife so many years ago saying, it's all about you guys. <laughs> you guys. We're listening to you. <laughs> right. We're listening to you. And yeah. what we realized was he was looking at the monitor at his father-in-law, like, we're listening to you. <laughs> but, I mean, they're like, it's going to be defended all over the world. Well, I mean, WWE goes all over the world. Mm-hmm. They go to, they have the class of the castle and the Battle of Britain and the, you know. Jeddah. The Jeddah. Yeah, there you go. They're going to Jeddah in a few months. So, boom. All right, there. Triple H is sitting in the back stand going all over the world. Check. Yeah. So, do me a favor. I want you to do this, Stan. I want you to get, get a little mirror, put it up in front of you right now. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm. I'm, I want you, I'm not sure I want to do this. I want you to take your T-shirt, and I want you to pull it up so it's a little bit above your belly button, like this T-shirt's a little too small for you. Right. <laughs> okay. This. I want you well. to. I want you to take your glasses, and with your left pointy finger, I want you to push them up on your head, so they sit <laughs> oh, against no. your forehead. <laughs> Okay. 
I'm and then in, in any voice you'd like to get, I want you to be like, yeah, that that Triple H, they're going to pull off a forbidden <laughs> door. Not the comic book guy. Why'd you do this? <laughs> no. And then I want you to look down at your right hand, because I know that's where your mouse is. And I just want you to click that article one time. Just click that button one time to bring that article up. That's a clickbait story. That It's a great, so what? It's good for business if he does. Mm-hmm. But who's going to work with him? Who would work with him? I'm sure most of them have kind of like exclusive little deals right now. Oh, yep. Impact and AEW and New Japan probably have some type of deal. Where just the three of them are going to work together unless you throw AAA in there every once in a while. Where did they get uh, Takashita from? Uh, where was that one at? Takeshita was from DDT Pro, I think. Over in Japan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure they have a deal, right? So there are very few like big companies left that maybe don't have a deal or a working, a handshake deal. Because again, the WWE throughout the years snubbed the piss out of them. So again, so all they're left with are Jetta and the UK and do they even go to Canada? Yeah. Canada. Aren't they doing a Puerto Rican show? Yeah, that's yeah, for, that's uh, in, for Backlash. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Backlash. Right, well, you know, sometimes we do, uh, what's the, the, the troop show? Oh, tribute uh, to the troops. There you go. Sometimes we do tribute to the troops. And that's, you know, sometimes that might be on a military base overseas. So there you go. It's being defended all over the world. Well, and if you look at what's going on, you look at it, they own how many brands? Mm-hmm. I mean, they so own they a shit put... ton of different ideas, yeah. Right. Well, they also own Smoky Mountain, WCW. They own ECW. They own all these things. They could le- legit have their own forbidden door with all the labels that they own. Yeah, but again, it's not a forbidden door. Right. And the for, the forbidden door is just the name of a pay-per-view. Well, and and the ego's involved, right? The ego's involved in this would never let it, like, at this point, the ego's at WWE would never go to AEW and go, hey, y'all want to do something together? Because they've already mm-hmm. dug their feet in, and they've got egg on their face. Mm-hmm. Now, would Triple H at some point? I think Triple H would 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 work something out at some point. But as long as douchebag is in the office, he's not going to do that because he's too eager. Like, I mean, come on, the man, the man sold his company and only made sure he had a contract. You know, 
Mm -hmm. I'm coming back. I'm the biggest shareholder and I'm selling. And I'm the only one that's got a two-year contract. The rest of y'all, I don't know about yet. And that matchup, WWE and AEW is the only forbidden door on this planet. New Japan has crossed over with Impact. They've crossed over with, uh, didn't they do WCW back in the day? Was that the uh, All Japan or whatever? Yes. So they've crossed over. It's not that's not forbidden door. There's only one forbidden door, and that's not going to take place all over the world. It's a world title. It should be defended all over the world. And I think in Jeddah, I think when they're projected the title to be crowned. Yeah, Night of Champions is going to be the event they hold in Jeddah. Yeah. Um, we still don't know the exact layout of it yet, but frankly, it sounds like they're going to be leading into a tournament and Rob, you weren't here for this part, but it does sound kind of like they're actually going to do a one night tournament for the championship. That'll be cool. Hi guys. I'm Stan. You'll never guess what they told me. (laughs) Hey guys, do you think that they'll have a forbidden door with the world title? Because he said he's going to defend it all over the world, anytime, any place. <laughs> my Sorry. And my Sorry. mommy lets me play with friends. <laughs> Sorry. So- Sorry, Stan. Sorry, was that too much? I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Stan, all right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, Stan's mad now. He's going to cut us off. I'll show you forbidden door. You forbid this. He's got his mic muted, just stomping around the house. Fuck you, guys. (laughs) The best part about this wireless. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Says that is, I can hit the mute and go cussing at you guys if I want. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yes, we will. <laughs> oh, no, you think you know, but you got no idea. <laughs> Wanted to talk about AEW because a lot of cool stuff is going on over there right now. And um, we're building up towards Double or Nothing. It is right around the corner. But at, just after that, we've got uh, we got All In in London, Wembley Stadium. Then we got All Out, 
which is in Canada, Toronto, I believe. So a lot of different events coming up, and we got AEW Collision, which uh, we don't have a debut date, but I think it's the 21st of June is what they're rumoring. So we don't have any. Yeah, the Chicago. Yeah. Um, So first and foremost, the build-up towards Double or Nothing, we're building up towards. I still think we're seeing a fatal four-way for the AEW Championship, but right now it's Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Darby Allin, and MJF in the mix for it. Sammy is supposed to face Darby next week. The winner gets MJF at Double or Nothing. I, like I said, I still think this turns into a fatal four-way because Jungle Boy gets kind of robbed of his chance after a count-out loss to Sammy last week on Dynamite. And they didn't – they did and they didn't do a great job of filming this. And, it, and let me tell you why I say that. They did a good job of it because the drop kick that sends Jungle Boy to that table was nasty and easily could have been acceptable as he knocked himself out on that table. They didn't because at the aftermath, you see MJF on the other side of the rail like he's hiding, like he just hit Jungle Boy. Was the story supposed to be that MJF knocked him out when he was trying to get up? Because if that's the story they were trying to tell, they did a horrible job filming it. Um, I don't know. I don't remember that part of the show. I'm old. I mean, we we know you. Oh yeah, I forgot. We know you. I forgot. It's okay. Uh, Rob, what did you think of that? I mean, I think you're right. It's building up to a four way because I feel like that's what they're doing. But I don't know. I didn't see the angle that you're talking about. But yeah, but they have been known of getting the wrong angle. Like, that's one thing AEW has been known to do last year or so. There, once in a while, the camera's in the wrong spot. Sammy Guevara and MJF now are besties. That's also something we're seeing. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you watched the vlog, Sammy's vlog, but uh, he and uh, MJF had a play date for their cats. <laughs> through FaceTime. Still not sure how this happens. I don't know how this works, but apparently they did a play date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they paid for each other's blue check mark on Twitter. Because <laughs> that's what buddies that's do now. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, I mean, ultimately, I think, I think you're getting the fatal four-way at uh, the next pay-per-view. I'm not sure if Khan will announce it this week or, you know, maybe the week before or whatever. Um, but I think there's been a nice build-up. I think everybody will get a piece of it. Yes, no, maybe. I feel like this... This is going to be one of those situations where we talk about the uh, – I, I didn't know if Rob was going to chime in or not, so I was like, um, um. Was that one of them pregnant pauses? No, I thought you were going to say something. 
I had to pull my T-shirt down. My belly button was showing. I can't see with my glasses up on my forehead. I can't see them. <laughs> I feel like you're right. I think that Darby and Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy, all four of them are going to get a taste on this. I think that we're probably going to see the Fatal 4-Way, but I also feel like what will ultimately happen is MJF will defend individually against each one. So whatever, whoever comes out, it'll probably be MJF out of the Fatal 4-Way, but I feel like he's going to end up – he'll be – defending this title all the way to 2024 and the person that beats him is going to be the the guy that stops MJF from quote unquote taking the title to WWE that's what I think guys yeah well I think you're paid to be the host not the thinker kind of foolishness is that? I mean, you can't even remember yesterday. Why are you going to tell me I can't do things? No, I can't remember last Wednesday. Well, that's that's not any better, but okay. I remember last, I remember yesterday. What happened yesterday? I ate. Oh, there you go. Well, that's, that's good. It's important. And then because I ate, I had to poop. Ah, even better, staying regular. Yes. Plenty of fiber in the diet. That's important at your age, sir. Yes. Uh, I don't know if MJF is really going to the WWE. I think that contract he signed is probably long term, and they just haven't released it yet. Right. So, and who would want to go there right now? If I'm if I'm MJF, I damn sure wouldn't want to go. Mm-mm. It's too much transition right now. You, you got no guarantees. Well, listen, he ain't going to be able to nut shot little kids. <laughs> no, WWE. not going to be able to flick them off during autograph signing. Yeah. He's not going to be able to throw their toys. <laughs> None of yeah. it. None of it. They're going to want a company man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, he, he'll be more like a an amped up Miz if he goes to WWE. Mm-hmm. Which would be a damn shame. You talk about neutering somebody. True that, true that. We got a pretty interesting buildup at the beginning of the night with uh, the outcast taking on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Hayter apparently gets hurt towards the end of this matchup, which builds towards the end of the show. Well, not the end, but the point where Adam Cole and Chris Jericho have their confrontation. I thought this one was really well well laid out. I'm still not looking forward to Jericho and Adam Cole because I just don't know. I just don't feel confident that Jericho can can go with a guy like Adam Cole. But, hey, every other time I've said that, he's proved me wrong. So he's got a pretty good track record for that. Um, but they, they did this one nicely. They had Britt Baker come to the rescue to try to uh, back Jericho off. And instead, instead of uh, Adam Cole getting the snot knocked out of him, he gets handcuffed to the rope. And Britt Baker takes uh, multiple cane shots to the back. They even uh, jazzed it up a little bit and had her, had her scream out his real name to make for uh, a more realistic effect. Oh, this was mm-hmm. – it, it was almost a little tough to watch, just watching her get smacked with that kendo stick. It looked like uh, – although the kendo stick always provides a pretty good sound, but it, it sounded like they were really laying it in there. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
She do got a shiner now too. Yeah, and that that's we're not talking a, a small bruise. We're talking it's like huge. But you go and take your little mealy self out of here if you don't like a good cane lashing. That was a nice shiner though. Mm. In her hometown. I'm not sure where the like how we got Jericho and his group with the outcasts. I'm, I'm like that did confuse me a little bit, but yeah, no no real build to it. Just hey, here they come. Yeah. Uh, like is right. that what we're doing now? Are have we clearly formed a sports entertainment mega faction? It's the Chris Jericho super group. <laughs> yeah. Did we kind of form an NWO without for like the wish version of the NWO or something? Ew. Ew, don't say that. that's nasty. No. <laughs> you got like three guys in the Jericho Appreciation Society that are good and the rest of them yeah. And twenty females. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's what they should do. Anybody that comes from WWE, anybody that used to work there should just be in Jericho's group. All the time. because no, that, that would almost <laughs> be all of them. <laughs> Danielson being there, Mox, everybody. Mm-hmm. Claudio. The, the Hardys. the entire Jericho Appreciation Society. Adam Cole, who we just beat up, is now in there. Yep. God, that would be a lot of... <laughs> what did you guys think of the TNT title match with Hobbs and Wardlow? I didn't mind it. Felt like it was a little soon to take the title off of Hobbs, especially after building the group around him and everything. Uh, QTV is a group now. I mean, they're kind of like his entourage, aren't they? How would you How would you word it? <laughs> uh, they sit around and make fun of uh, uh what's that show? Uh, uh, TMZ. Yeah. I wouldn't call him. A, I wouldn't call him an entourage. Well, we can't call him a super group. That's Jericho's thing. I don't know if I'd call it a faction. I mean, have, have the other ones ever tried to help Hobbs? Oh I yeah, know QT has. Yeah, QT has. Aaron Solo has. I don't know who the girls. What what her name is? Harley. Harley can't. Why, why, why they have to be a group? Why can't they just be a bunch of people hanging out, friends? Be just friends. They're just friends, y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. You, you always got to get quick and labeling shit. Jeez, Rob. Like a forbidden door and all that. Yeah, shit. I was getting ready to say, here comes that clickbait again. <laughs> guys, you guys are always just attacking people. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, I mean. I'm going to talk to my mother. <laughs> I I mean, it's, a friggin', <laughs> it's a freaking TV title. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's doing what it's doing. Arn Anderson is now with uh, Wardlow. That one's kind of weird because they mentioned the Horsemen, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, but in order to pull it off. You know, in order to get Pillman and 
uh, Brock in there to start the formation, <coughs> you're going to have to, like, uh, pull the wool over Wardlow's eyes. Oh, so Wardlow's not part of it. You think Wardlow's their first victim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I, I like that thought process. Uh, for the record, Pillman and Anderson are teaming on Dark and Elevation now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And aren't they, are, are they using the Horseman moniker yet? They haven't yet, but if you look at Pillman, God, he looks a lot like his dad right now. Just mm-hmm. his mannerisms, he's getting, he is getting better, which is great for him. Um, and Brock's actually improving quite a bit. For a guy that only started a few years ago, it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's got great coaches, and now he's probably getting more time. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's natural. But again, did Arn I think mentioned the Horseman? Arn has mentioned the Horseman a couple of times on TV, and if you're not paying attention, you can miss it. Like he doesn't really – it's not overt. He's not really trying to put it out there unless it's just like an Easter egg he drops in the promo. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure he dropped it in that promo, right, which, again, leads me to kind of think that we're going to get a horseman faction finally. Mm-hmm. And because he has the name, we can call him the horseman. I still think that uh, MJF would be great to be the leader of that. Well, maybe maybe that's where it ends up. But I honestly think that uh, Warlow's going to get the sting treatment. Oh, wow. Today, I mean, it makes no sense. The horsemen are bad guys. They're not fucking good guys. Right. Warlow's a good guy. I like that idea. I like it. I like it a lot. That's not clickbait. <laughs> All right. Now you're forcing me to, at the end of this show, have to rename the show, retitle it to clickbait. Clickbait. Hoo-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Jay White had a uh, pretty solid match with Commander. Commander's still just spending way too many, too much time walking the ropes. It actually gets annoying now. People love the guy, though. I mean, it's impressive when he does some of the stuff he pulls off. But, I mean, God, two minutes, two minutes to build up to one of his spots? Come on, buddy. Let's let's get moving. We got stuff to do. We got matches to see. Hurry up. Conversely, this past wow. Saturday on Rampage, um, watching uh, Commander and uh, Vikingo, I know I've just botched how to pronounce that, but whatever. Damn. I don't know if you watched that match, but it was pretty damn good. My son was impressed with both of them. You're talking wow, about the Dad, car crash? Wow, Dad, did you see that? Wow. <clears throat> kind of reminded me know. of what we used to say to the uh, the cruiserweight division back in WCW. I don't know, man. These guys, they're taking, like, Cruiserweight is in a whole different level with these guys, especially yeah. with uh, Vikingo. He's nuts. Uh, 
I don't know how he manages to land every single time, like at that part of the between the shoulder blades just to absorb the impact instead of his neck, because it's always really, really fast, and it's only going to take one stray bump. But dude, he just bumps so like what, crazy. Yeah, what was the one spot where he was like on the rope and then uh, he got like uh, I don't know her coronered or whatever. <laughs> like right onto the floor. Oh my god! Yeah, that poison rana. Like what yeah, yeah. the hell? And it's not like just a full on bump. It looks like he's about to go head first and then go down. It's like God, mm-hmm. no, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hurricanrana, but you're gonna be facing the other way, and you just backflip, okay? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah, that dude's crazy. What do you think of Bullet Club Gold being introduced? So now, finally, we can talk a little Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, uh, what's his name over in Japan? Um, Finley. Yep. Pretty much said they're not Bullet Club. We don't recognize them. We don't, you know. We're Bullet Club Gold or what? You know, whatever. Right now, he said, "Yeah, Bullet Club needs to get back to getting gold or whatever." And of course, that's when Jay and Juice (laughs) were like, "No, we're Bullet Club Gold now." So I think there's a part of your forbidden door, but I'm glad Jay signed with AEW. I am too. And you know the story on why he signed, right? Well, he, he had had talks, a lot of talks with WWE. Yeah. And they basically were like, look, you can't say anything about this. And then suddenly there's this hiring freeze when the sales starts getting underway. Well, no, so that's not the way Jay tells So Jay has come out and said that they were trying to recruit him. Mm-hmm. But there would be periods of time where they just simply stopped talking to him. Right, right. You know, he might go for a month or so and wouldn't be getting no phone calls or nothing. You know, and seeing on the internet just how interested they were. And, you know, here comes old TK. That's what I like to call him, TK. (laughs) You're fishing buddies. You know, you you and TK. Yeah. Me and TK. Yeah. So, you know, come along and swooped him up. So, but now that Vince is back, and I think Jay really made the right decision. Because mm-hmm. Vince would have put him See, on read, NXT and forgotten him. See, I'd read somewhere where he was like almost ready to sign with WWE. Then he heard about Vince coming back and he was like, oh, hell no. And that was the thing that pushed him over to AEW. I can't say I blame but, him. But what Brian said, I had heard that from other wrestlers, like in interviews. They were like, you know, I can't remember what it was one of them that was like, he was working for NW or WCW, and they're like, yeah. And WWE's like, yeah, we'll take you. We, we want you. And then they'd stop talking to him. And he's like, hello? <laughs> hello? 
and then they oh yeah well, we don't have room for you right now but we'll we'll come we'll be back in touch you know so like it's totally for, for, for you know i can see that well apparently a similar I mean, you're thing right. happened I mean, oh go ahead no i was just like brian was right like if you'd have gone i mean look they screw up everybody so far who comes there so well, apparently a similar situation happened to Nick Aldis. Nick was uh, free and clear of NWA, and Triple H was apparently sending feelers out to him, letting him know that he was interested in bringing him in. And then as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania, it's nobody's answering calls, nobody's returning messages or anything. And he went ahead and just re-signed with Impact. <clears throat> Yeah, but that's a good spot for him, though. Because there he can kind of be like a big fish in a little pond. Mm-hmm. So. I've never really been been a big uh, Nick Aldis fan. He, I, watching him is like watching paint dry. Just I could do without. You disgust me right now. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> I mean, I actually, I mean... Is he the best talker? No. But he's a hell of a wrestler. In my opinion. That's just my opinion. Opinions are like asshole. Yeah, you're right. looks like one. And yours stinks. And smells like (laughs) one, too. (laughs) My mama says I smell pretty. So it wasn't necessarily the main event segment for the show, but BCC is out. Excuse me. We go backwards. The Elite is mm-hmm. out wanting to confront the BCC, but not. it doesn't start in a way that he wants to do a confrontation. Kenny Omega says he wants to squash the beef. I don't understand why you'd want to squash the beef if they just left you laying and sent friends to the hospital. And And he even says... You know, all I could think about was that screwdriver I stuck in the turnbuckle. But then he follows it up with, let's squash the beef. So. What? Why? How closely are you paying attention would be my question. Okay. So cover the segment first. Sure. Let's cover the segment. So Kenny Omega comes out, like I said, starts it off. I can't stand to see my friends have to go to the hospital, get left laying, you know, and all I could think about was the screwdriver I stuck in the top turnbuckle. And then he talks about how the BCC is respected and and how they're all a bunch of tough guys, and that's where he says, let's, let's squash this, let's squash this beef. So Mox, Claudio, Yuta, they come out. And there's no squashing whatsoever, but Danielson interrupts before anything really happens and starts calling everybody amateurs, which I guess that's his new version of calling people fickle. (laughs) But by the way, I really like Brian Danielson and and like this leader role. I think it's really cool. Um, The brawl starts. Don Callis comes out. Like he's going to, I guess, get involved. Danielson's like, what are you going to do? What are you doing out here? He runs away. 
And it almost like, you know what it reminded me of? It's like when Miss Elizabeth ran to the back and got Hulk Hogan. Don mm-hmm. Callis comes back and he's dragging Takeshita to the ring. You got to help him. You got to help him. He makes the save and it's, you know, Takeshita and the elite standing tall while the BCC re- retreats. Mm-hmm. And that's this segment. Okay. You want, me to, so you want me to cover what happened on BTE, or do you want to wait on that? We'll get to that in just a second. Okay. All right. So we'll just start go with the second. Go ahead. All right. So let's let's connect some dots, and what we'll, it'll probably end with the BTE. Since you watched it, I'm glad you watched it. Mm-hmm. So I let's go it. back to uh, when this whole thing started, right? With Remember, it was Adam Page first. Be, uh, right. Moxley was beating the piss out of Adam mm-hmm. Page. Um, eventually, Omega and the Bucks get in, involved, right? And we think we might get a reunion, mm-hmm. but we don't. Now, why don't we get a reunion? Because Kenny Omega is not ready to forgive or forget. Oh, hangman, mm-hmm. right? So then let's flash forward a week or so later. Don Callis pulls a Don Callis move and tries to blame hangman for him falling on the mat. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you notice Kenny's demeanor as this is going on, Right? He's not really, how do I word this? It's not like he's really upset that his buds are getting beat up. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm upset. Uh, But he's not really doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you, anybody see the gash on Callus's head. Yeah, that was pretty nasty. Oh, that was a that lot was of blood. Split. <laughs> that was a lot that of blood. That was a split. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him for taking that, right? Ooh. Don't know if he had a choice. Yeah, that looked hard way. Like that was a hard shot. Yeah. He was not. He was gonna bleed whether he wanted to or not. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that thing was like several inches long. Yeah. Yeah. And probably half an inch across. I mean, that thing was massive. But again, so as we're moving through this, Kenny is kind of, to me, Kenny is just phoning this home, right? Mm-hmm. Like, stop beating up my friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll get you. Stop beating up my friends. But yet, where's Hangman? Did Hangman get hurt? Oh, yeah. He got stabbed in the eyeball with a screwdriver. (laughs) So Hangman's out. Right. Right? Uh, Matt. Matt's got a brace on his arm. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick went to the hospital. Callis went to the hospital. But you know who hasn't been to the hospital? Kenny. Kenny. Hmm. Hmm. It's a lot. 
So now let's flash forward again. He's kind of phoning all this in. Mm-hmm. Now let's flash forward to BTE. And if you're not watching BTE as a companion show to Dynamite and Rampage, you don't know what you're missing. Right. You're definitely missing the boat because a lot of the gaps get filled in. Um, yes. So BTE. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say on this particular week, we get to see the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Of Takeshka. Right? So Callus is in there, you know, trying to pump him up. Oh, you're elite. You're with us, whatever. And what's old Kenny doing? Kenny's on his Kenny's phone. Kenny's on his phone. Yeah. Correct. And then every time he does kind of look up, he goes right back to his phone. Mm-hmm. And I think he says something a little slick, and I don't remember exactly what it was. And then he goes back to his phone. While everybody is toting this guy, you know, put him up on the shoulders. And, God, he's got an elite T-shirt already. So, to me, we're about to get to cleaner finally, I think. I think maybe the cleaner sides with the BCC. Really? Really? Yes. Because again, once again, we are setting this up in in such a way that unless you're paying attention, you may not see what's coming. All right. So let's count the back the Blackpool Combat Club. Yuta, Claudio, Fox. And Danielson. Mm-hmm. It's four. On the other side, you got Matt, Nick, Hangman, Kenny, and Takeshka. I still can't say the damn name right. You got it right that time. Five. And that's five. Right? And one of the five is acting like a complete jackass to everybody else. Now, personally, I thought it was going to be Don Callis that turned. And this whole thing was a setup mm-hmm. until BTE. When you can tell Kenny's annoyed and Kenny's just looking at his phone and he's not taking part in all this other business. And Kenny's a better bad guy than he is a good guy. Yeah, at first Kenny's like, yeah, yeah, great job, kid. Thanks a lot, you know. And then he looks back to his phone. The second time, you know, they're getting ready to give him the shirt. He's like, wait, this is a little, little soon. And then they, yeah. they give him the shirt, and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then he just keeps it going. So, right. so you're saying that this is Kenny getting ready to join the BCC. Well, so I'm not going to say he's getting ready to join the BCC because to me, the more logical choice would be for him to maybe short arm, walk up the ramp, ultimately cause the elite to lose to the BCC, dump Callus, and ultimately maybe join Bullet Club. Now we have that faction that we have to grow. Who better to put in there 
but the cleaner himself, Kenny Omega. Or maybe he does join the BCC. And we continue this onslaught of blood and guts and terror Mm -hmm. that the BCC are causing. Hmm. Rob, what do you think about this? It's definitely interesting. I mean, I still never see him turning his back on the elite, but I mean, I do agree. I think we are going to see a different turn of Kenny because Kenny's had, you know, we've seen the main eventer, we've seen the the all this, the collector belts, and now it's just time to do a different thing because it also gives him a different avenue to go with Kenny you know Mm -hmm. it gives a whole new storyline they can run and so you know it's kind of just like you know Moxley you know now that he's not fighting for the title and stuff he's just turned into a guy who wants to kick ass you know so I'll put it to you like this. One more thing real quick. I'll put it to you like this. If Kenny does get hurt between now and the pay-per-view, it is definitely Kenny. Because Kenny will then have to drop out of the match, which will then put Hangman back in the match. But again, we're five to four good guys. So when the save has to be made, Kenny will be the one doing it, and Kenny will drop somebody on their head. I think what's going to happen is that Takeshita and Don Callis are going to be in cahoots with the BCC. And I think at double or nothing, we see Takeshita and, and Don Callis side with the BCC. It ultimately cost the elite the match. And Hangman comes after the fact to make the save. Now, this other theory I have is only because of everything we've seen for guys to join the BCC, and that would be for Hangman Page to actually come out, turn heel, and join the BCC. So, like, if you beat the piss out of them bad enough, and he keeps taking the beating. You shed blood with them. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. That's how Mox described it when they first started. That's what I think. <laughs> Beat him in. Initiated. Now, see, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that one. I did think of the the one you said about Takeshka and Don Callis. I mean, that's almost the easy setup. Mm-hmm. So, but let's get let's get back because I it never dawned on me. Let's get back to Don running back up the ramp and grabbing uh, uh, Takeshka. 
Did he ha- like? Was he holding him like Elizabeth? You know, Dude, it was. It when... was almost exa- exactly like it. So you know, it? he comes out. He's half down the ramp, and Danielson's like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Go away!" And he runs off, and Danielson's taunting him and everything. And they start. They they turn to go back and start beating back up the elite. And uh, then next thing you know, you got <laughs> you got Callus pulling to catch him by the hand down the ramp. And Takeshita's like, what? What's going on? It was like, it was totally a recreation of Hogan saving Savage. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Tears the jacket off and runs to the ring. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) So what's what's amazing is now that you've said it, like both of the scenes are going through my mind. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Visually, like, you're, you're right. This is. This is nuts. I love how, by the way, I love how AEW does this. Just finds these scenes and recreates them. I mean, that's cool. How many chances you get to really do that? <laughs> but I can't believe the rest of the internet didn't pick up on that. I haven't seen anything like that. I was truly surprised there wasn't one gif or whatever, not one comparison. Like, come on, help me out, wrestling historians. Of course, there's not really many out there anymore. They just don't know wrestling. That is so crazy. All right, but ultimately that would then lead into... Uh, help me out. That would ultimately lead into the NWO, right? Mm-hmm. Sometime down the road from that. How far off from that to the NWO would you think? You mean like as far as like the scenario we're seeing played out? No, no. Like when Ho- when Elizabeth brought Hogan out. Oh God, that's. Let's see. Hogan are we talking like Savage. months or are we no, talking years? Year? No, no. Hogan and Savage, that's like 1989. 88, actually. Yeah. That's WWE. SummerSlam. Yeah. We're talking Mega Powers. Or WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. So how long after the, so the Mega Powers lasted, what, about a year then? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. From well, don't they, didn't they do something like that in WCW too? Or somebody draw. Oh no, I know, I know what I'm thinking of there. Then never mind. Don't worry about that one. Because so, they tagged, they tagged to SummerSlam when Miss Elizabeth took her skirt off. All right, we'll see if on Wednesday we get Omega to cash up versus like you and Claudio. <laughs> <laughs> They start using guitars, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> if they do it on Rampage, we're like, yeah, we know where this one's going. <laughs> you got lust in your eyes for Don Callis. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, AEW took it there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's any other news news. Not really much out there right now. 
Well, I mean, you still got the the whole collision is supposedly being put on to keep the rob- rosters from fighting. <laughs> yeah, this is that's a good point. So this is a unique type situation. It's weird. So CM Punk is scheduled to come back. Apparently, the scheduled date is June 21st. Chicago Saturday collision right on a Saturday Mm -hmm. the the rumor like we talked about a little bit last week is basically AEW is going to undergo a roster split but the majority of the reason for this is because half the roster doesn't want them there and half do so apparently the Saturday show is being put together in an effort to appease those that don't want to work with CM Punk. Yeah, but apparently it's not just him. Like, it's to to separate a lot of people from each other. That's the first so, I've heard of that. What have you heard? Yeah, that, that's what it's... It's not just CM Punk. Oh, my. You have Eddie and certain people. You have Sammy and certain people. You have, like, all these fuckers that, that just can't get along with each other some are going to go here and others are going to go here I'm baffled man I I am baffled at why anybody would allow that I can't for the life of me as much as I like CM Punk I don't know why I'd have a person like him have that much influence over my program he doesn't. What what influence does he have? He didn't tell you to create another show. Warner Brothers just gave him $50 million to do it. Mm. But I think that's that's the rumors, like $54 million. Jesus. I guess that's for a collision. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and just because he's on it doesn't mean he's going to run it. Yeah. Warner Brothers wants CM Punk. CM Punk is a ratings draw, mm-hmm. and he generates revenue. Warner Brothers it's the same, wants him. It, it's the same thing that happened when they did the brand split at WWE back when Fox and Fox first took over. Remember, Fox wanted certain people. He, they wanted Roman. They wanted certain people on their show. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's the same thing. That means it's going to be the CM Punk show. Hmm. I mean, you'll have CM Punk, you'll have FTR, you'll, you know, you'll have a good mix over on Saturday. You'll have a good mix on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But you Tony didn't Punk. devise this. You have CM Punk, you have TM Punk, you have like <laughs> Punk, Punkarella, Punk. You know? <laughs> I mean, it. Eddie Kingston, I thought, was going to have a pretty decent home in Ring of Honor. Is that just like the forgotten? Well, uh, it's 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 a name I threw out there, Stan. Okay, but he doesn't. Well, I didn't get know along if maybe you had heard like that the no, rumor he was listening. To. He doesn't get along with people. Sammy doesn't get along with people. I'm sure throughout the uh, you know since the inception of AEW, you could probably count a whole crap ton more that don't get along with people. Yeah. So are you going to let it affect your product? Let it affect their product? Or who? Hey, I got a clever idea. I'll, you're going to give me a second show. We're going to move 
this bunch of knuckleheads over here, and we'll keep this bunch of knuckleheads over here. Mm-hmm. And then they can't, you know, there's no reason to intermingle. So I don't have to listen to all the whining and crying and carrying on. Do you think that uh, that Jeff Jarrett has a pretty good hand in, in getting this ready? Getting what ready? Uh, collision. So how much of a hand I, does do you think he has? I don't know. Supposedly he's the guy in charge of setting them up for live events and getting that, that business set up as far as like house shows. But what does that have to do with running the second show? Well, he's got the experience from running TNA when he did. No, 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 no. What does that have to do with a second show? If he if he's responsible for trying to find venues, that has well, nothing to do with a, a second show. I'm going to go you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Global Force. It's new. It's improved. I think, think that, about that. If you have a guy with global force, would you want him in charge of your second show? No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want him anywhere on, except maybe what he's doing right now in the ring. Maybe. And that hurts to say because I get bored watching him, but it's whatever. You got to talk. You're the host. Uh, I am? Me? Is it me? We're just the Ed McMahons that sit on the couch and laugh at you. Ha, 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 ha. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Collision, I I, I keep waiting for more information to come out. I mean, we got some time between now and then. We're talking two months away. Um, You got Double or Nothing, which right now the build is like I said earlier, as far as the world title, fiddle four ways I thought. We've got Adam Cole, Chris Jericho coming up. I don't know what's going to happen as far as um, the women's title yet. I don't know if it's going to be Jamie against Soraya. They haven't, at least it hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, we got Taya Valkyrie next week, this week, excuse me, tomorrow, challenging uh, Jade Cargill for the TBS title. Seems to me like uh, Taya Valkyrie is going to end up losing that one. I can't imagine they're going to have her be the one that beats Jade. Why? Who else you got? I mean, you got a ton of different people that could do it, but, I mean, they've gotten this far. Don't you think they're going to try to push it to 100? Who do you, who do you think could do it? On the roster, girl. I have no have no said, idea who they will choose, but I mean, you've got a, a lot of different people you could choose. Well, I mean, just but she hasn't already beaten. I don't think she's faced Brit. Remember her facing Brit. So yeah. Brit would be a possibility, but Brit is embroiled with Hater and the Outcast. Riho, Sheeta. 
Oh my! You think you think they would let Riho go over on Jade? Sure, that would I mean, not be believable. Underdog, ah, come on! It's about as believable as Ray beating Kevin Nash. It's pro wrestling. You can have anything you want happen. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know about that one. I'm with Rob. I don't know about that one. She's been gone for a bit. Yeah, it, it was... Uh, originally, there was thought that she was hurt, that she had hurt her hand or something, but... It must be a pretty serious injury to keep you out for that long. I mean, I think Ty could do it. The crowd seems receptive to her. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I expected them to be. I was, but... I was just about to say that. They actually really took to her as soon as she came out mm-hmm. that first time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like like flashy Taya um, with the, the you know the look at them mink coat or what yeah but uh, I like her again I don't know if, I don't I don't know if she should be Jade I was just curious I mean Mercedes is uh, a free agent now nope mm-hmm. she picked up more days. Yeah, but she's not under a contract. She's got her. She got a couple more dates in May, and then she's she's ready to go. Yeah, but she doesn't want to leave Japan, according to what she said on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, I saw where she's like going to move there permanently. Yeah. Now again, it could be all smoke and mirrors because Lord knows AEW does that better than anybody. Could be yeah, they, clickbait. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Another clickbait comment. Y'all are so, but I don't even know if that would be... I don't even know if that would be a match I would pay money to see. Jade and, and uh, Monet. I'd rather see uh, Jade and... Um, no, no, no. I'd rather see Mercedes and Britt Baker. Than Jade and Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's no no slight to anybody, but I think mm-hmm. her taking the title from Jade doesn't really do you any a bit of good. Yeah, because Jade, while at, you know a undefeated champion, she's got that going for her. She doesn't have the exposure of the rest of them at the moment. She hasn't quite caught Brit and Hater and, you know, some of the other ones. Do you think there's really anything else that she could be doing to help that cause? Who, Jade? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I mean, let's, let's not forget she's new to the business. I believe she was trained, like, in and around AEW. Um, so she she has to learn. Mm-hmm. She has a good look. Um, her matches aren't abysmal. They're not terrible. Um, sometimes she is very entertaining on the mic. And once she gets it, she'll get it. 
I just don't think she's quite figured it out yet. But I do think it's time for a change. Before we close out this week, we've got uh, the Butcher and the Blade against Kenny Omega and Takeshita. We got Dax Harwood against Jeff Jarrett. Sammy Guevara is up against uh, Darby Allen, and for the international championship, Orange Cassidy defending against Bandito. Uh, Dynamite looks like it's going to be amazing. Outside of the Jeff Jarrett match, would you knock it off? Nobody likes Jeff Jarrett. Come you on. like Double J and no, no, I don't. You do too. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Probably still sing that stupid song with my baby tonight. Yeah. Spend my day working hard on the go. Yeah, man, it's a catchy too. It's a banger. See, he knows the words. <laughs> yeah, that that was terrible. The truth is, I'm and the one that's saying it. It wasn't the road name. dog. It was me. And he spells his name every day. That's S T A N D R U W B. Woo! No, could never be me. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. How many Jeff Jarrett figures do you have? You're Zero. Teacher, Zero. How many did you have? Uh, one. The WCW. You can't prove that. You can't prove it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can. No, you can't. I'm pretty sure the box of of, of WWE figures we probably went through. Quite a, quite a number of times. Incorrect, and I think I most of them in my basement. Yeah, you're, you've are you got Jeff Jarrett figures. I ain't got none of them. No, I got that box from you, bud. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I will have you know what you're no talking Jeff about Jarrett talk, positive talk on this show. Ah, uh, come on. Suck it, slap nuts. <laughs> Do you really have a box of figures that I gave you? Wow. Apparently. Stan's only thought about it like five times since I got on like five and a half to texting. Well, I mean, we five did have to move that one time. So. Yeah, that's true. We could have palmed off a whole bunch of figures. Yeah, maybe Rob Oakey does. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm taking this one. Are y'all moved in? No, I still got I still still got stuff to move. It's a never ending damn process. Get for fucking moving to the third floor. Yeah, stupidest idea ever. Well, who said that? I think Brian and I did. And with that, that's going to do it for us here on Quarter to Quarter this week. We'll be back next week with our, hopefully, You're damn right. draft review. Maybe we'll have some interesting parts of that. Who knows? Maybe there'll be something cool. Draft will be sponsored by. <laughs> Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. 
catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C two C. That's V L A D D R A G O O L C two C. Then of course you can catch up with me at Stan Grub. Catch up with the show at C two C Radio Show, and you can catch up with all the replays at C two C Radio Show dot com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Have a great night. Come on, music. You're supposed to play now. Yay! And now, a word from my book. Sam, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.